Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you new ways to better manage yourself. My name is Maria Bianco, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about effective communication in crucial conversations. So recently, we offered a training for managers on how to lead through these types of conversations, but regardless of your role, we all experience crucial conversations at one point or another. So we have some tips for communicating effectively during these conversations that can help you navigate through them more successfully. First, let's start by defining a couple of things, starting with effective communication. So to effectively communicate means that we're able to utilize different types of communication to meet the needs of specific audiences. There are many, many communication techniques that can make us more effective communicators, but we're going to focus on a few specific techniques in this episode that can really help us when we're in crucial or tough conversations. So that brings us to our second definition, which is how do we define a crucial conversation? Well, if you've read the book, Crucial Conversations, you might already be familiar with this phrase, but if not, It defines a crucial conversation as a discussion between two or more people where the stakes are high, opinions vary, and emotions run strong. If you're interested in learning more beyond this episode or interested in reading the book, you can find it linked in the show notes at the bottom of this episode. It's important that we talk about effective communication specifically in the context of difficult or crucial conversations because Not only are these conversations kind of unavoidable, I mean, I guess we could avoid them, but I don't think that that's really helping us very much, but they're also just really uncomfortable. We all have to have tough conversations from time to time, whether it be in our personal or professional lives. At work, these tough conversations can range from things like sharing difficult feedback with a coworker or a colleague talking about compensation or performance concerns with your manager, or talking to a client who is really frustrated or upset. And a few things happen when we know we have to communicate a challenging message or engage in a tough conversation. Have you ever noticed leading up to one of these conversations or even during one that your palms get sweaty, your heart beats faster, your thoughts start racing? Okay, I hope it's not just me, but... Not only are these conversations, for the most part, inevitable, but they can often bring up a lot of really uncomfortable feelings like stress, anxiety, anger, frustration. So it's really important that we have tools to be able to successfully navigate through them so that we can manage those emotions and make those conversations less painful for everyone involved. So when we think about effective communication, as I've said, there are a lot of tips and tricks and tactics that we can draw from. But today I want to focus on three that I found to be the most impactful when it comes to navigating crucial conversations. So let's start with our first tip, which is making it safe. When we enter a tough conversation, the reason emotions tend to run high is usually because someone in that conversation feels unsafe. But why does this happen? Well, a big part of this usually has to do with the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty clouding the interaction. We're unsure about what the other person will say. We're unsure about how they'll respond to what we're saying. We're unsure sometimes about their intention behind having the conversation. And as a result of all of this uncertainty, biologically, our bodies respond to this conversation as if it's a threat. 
And once that threat is perceived, our reaction in that conversation tends to go one of two ways, fight or flight. We fight and we get defensive, we start assuming the worst, we get combative, or we flee. We avoid, we clam up, or we shut down altogether. So the key to ensuring that we feel safe in one of these conversations is to be really intentional about what we're communicating and about the fact that we're open to the other person's perspective, which we'll talk about a little bit more with our second communication tip. But in order to make it safe, first we need to set our intention and we need to determine the desired outcome of the conversation before we enter into it. Why does this help us? Well, by having this information outlined ahead of time, we can more easily get the conversation back on track if and when it starts to become emotional or potentially unproductive, which again, often happens when we're in situations where emotions and the stakes are already really high. So a tried and true method that I've adopted from the book, Crucial Conversations, is to set my intention by asking myself three questions. What do I want for myself out of this conversation? What do I want for the other person? And what do I want for our relationship? Now, one additional question that I also feel is pretty critical that I ask myself is, what's at stake if I don't have this conversation? Now, this is the one that usually helps me overcome my initial feelings of discomfort because it really reminds me why having this conversation is so important. And once we realize what we do want from the conversation, we also gain a really valuable perspective on what we don't want. And usually what we don't want is to walk away from this conversation feeling like we've accomplished nothing, feeling that we're misunderstood or feeling like we've hurt someone else. Now, during the conversation, we can maintain that sense of safety by acknowledging the other person's opinions and perspectives and expressing that we value those things, even though we know they might be different from our own. And sometimes this means simply stating, I value what you have to say. Beyond that, if emotions do start to make their way to the forefront of the conversation, saying something like, I can acknowledge your frustration, and I want to make sure that you understand my intention behind having this conversation, can really go a long way. You can always bring the conversation back to your intention and guide it towards the desired outcome that you defined before coming into this conversation. But another way that we can demonstrate that we value the other person and their perspective is to ask for it. So that's where our next communication tip comes in which is curiosity is key. We recently recorded a podcast episode that talked about the importance of curiosity or the art of asking questions. This is a critical element of effective communication, especially in crucial conversations, because this is what gives us the opportunity to open the space to the other person for them to share their thoughts and share their stories. Being curious also reduces the amount of judgment and perceived certainty that we bring into a conversation. And this is important too, because how many of you have ever entered into a difficult conversation and have already been thinking, I already know how this is going to go. I know exactly what the issue is here. They're probably going to get upset because, or any number of other stories that you've told yourself. Now, a few things are key here. Before the conversation, 
Curiosity looks like checking in with yourself. Ask yourself what emotions you've stirred up thinking about this conversation and write them down. Then write down all of the assumptions that you've made about the person or the topic of discussion or the situation. Then reflect and ask yourself if those assumptions are rooted in fact or if they're stories that you've told yourself to attempt to make sense of the situation, which we'll talk a little bit more about in just a minute. Once you're in the crucial conversation, I like to think of curiosity as an invitation. And what I mean by that is curiosity should invite the other person to share their thoughts and share their perspective, but it should also invite them to clarify to make sure that you're understanding that perspective. So to invite the other person to share their thoughts, you might say, I value your input and I want to get your perspective on this. Once they've shared that perspective, you might say, thank you for sharing that. So what I'm hearing you say is X. Is that right? We need to let the other person tell their story, even if we know that it's likely very different from our own. And sometimes that means acknowledging that very fact and saying, I know we may not have the same perspective on what happened, but I want to understand where you're coming from because I understand there could be something that I'm missing. A big piece of why curiosity is key is so important is because it helps us practice distinguishing between the facts of a situation and the stories that we've told ourselves to make sense of it. So that brings us to our third and final communication tip, let the facts lead. In crucial conversations, using data and facts are essential for a couple of reasons. It helps your listener understand the logic of your thinking, but it also helps point them in a logical sequence towards the direction of the solutions that you're bringing to the table. Letting the facts lead is also so important because oftentimes we confuse perception with fact. So this is where our previous tip, curiosity is key, plays such a big role. We need to be able to identify if the information presented to us is a story based on our perceptions or if it's a hard fact. So focusing on factual information and summarizing what you've seen and what you've heard is the most effective way to move a crucial conversation forward because facts lack emotion. So they're rarely a source for disagreement. And in fact, no pun intended, they provide a safe ground to begin a dialogue because we can start with what actually happened and do our best then to leave out the emotion and storytelling. One thing I want to clarify here when we say let the facts lead is that this doesn't mean that you won't have emotions or feelings during a crucial conversation or even that you shouldn't acknowledge them. We're human and emotions and feelings are part of what makes us who we are. When we're in these types of conversations, sometimes uncontrollably our emotions will surface, but that's okay because with the tips that we just went through, you won't be caught off guard when that happens. You'll already be aware of those emotions and feelings, so you'll be able to recognize them more quickly and set them aside quicker to remain focused on the facts and the desired outcome of this conversation. Because when we're in crucial conversations, it's important that we don't let our emotions or our feelings overtake us so much that we fight and become defensive or combative or flee and avoid the conversation or shut down altogether. So if you have a crucial conversation coming up, Remember, make it safe, curiosity is key, and let the facts lead. 
It's important that we practice these effective communication skills to set ourselves and our conversations up for success. And that is all I have for this week's episode of How's We Manage. I hope you have a great rest of your week and a strong start to Q2. And I look forward to seeing you next time. 